filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You've been able to observe things that are growing very significant right around the nation and we haven't seen the last of it. Things appear to be going from one shade to the next worse. And some are saying, how can we overcome what is so much like a segregation madness that's coming from the vaxxed and unvaxxed differences and being promoted by governments. Well, Bill Muhlenberg has been writing about churches and businesses who are enacting some forms of segregation through the week in his thinking, and he's joining us once again today. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back, Neil. Bill, churches, and not just churches, but also businesses. There's a lot of businesses and charities that are either church-driven or hand-in-hand with church or church-run charities. Uh, They're all, in some sense here, uh, being challenged with the way they treat the vaccination mandates. Yeah, well, that's right. Certainly in my state of Victoria, we see this happening, perhaps Queensland and elsewhere, because the government is saying, uh, you know, you can't... uh, allow the unvaxxed in uh, in most places uh, certainly any place considered to be non-essential well many of these christian churches and businesses are simply happily going along with it so the question to ask is this a good thing should they be so uh, ready to just uh, discriminate and segregate those who because of their own health care choices are now excluded from whether Christian worship or attending a Christian business. So, uh, yeah, I've written recently about that. I think we've got to ask some hard questions. For Christian businesses, and sometimes people like to separate their business from church, but there is a sense in which a Christian business person is a little bit like an extension of their local church, and so some of these ethics come into play. For Christian businesses turning away unvaxxed people, it's very unlike Christian businesses to turn away dollars that are going to be spent in their shops, in their businesses by customers. Any thoughts there? Yeah, well, in my piece, I do discuss that. Uh, You know, in theory, you're representing Christ and, you know, trying to be Christ-like, but at the same time, you're trying to earn a dollar. So some businesses, well, uh, even, you know, I've had experience with some some bookstores, for example, that I've often been to and went to one recently and uh, told I couldn't go in. There was a guard there presumably being paid by the store to actually turn away customers if they didn't have their uh, vax papers in hand. So um, interesting. Uh, I did manage to have a chat with the sympathetic manager, but uh, as I did say, well, uh, look, I mean, you know, there's the annual flu, there's the common cold, there's herpes, there's AIDS, you know, the list of infectious diseases goes on and on. Do I have to show my uh, status, my medical status in regard to all those? 
various health issues as well. So it's it's a the whole thing is very bizarre the way we've been running with this COVID virus and. Uh, Sadly, I find just most Christian businesses have simply gone along with what the state has said. And uh, odd thing, again, you're driving away business, obviously driving away some customers, whether it's even a small percentage. And then you're also dishing out extra money to pay to hire somebody to stand watch at the door and not let people in. So it's a strange place for Christian businesses to be in, but my point to this manager was, hey, if enough businesses, if enough churches simply banded together and say, no, we cannot enforce this unjust discriminatory order, um, perhaps we might see the state backing down, but it seems everybody's just caving in so readily. So it seems the more you comply, the more the state will demand. So I've been a bit disappointed in some of these Christian businesses just kind of giving in so easily. And for listeners who know you well over our many years of these updates, Bill, they'll know that you are an avid book buyer. You've got thousands upon thousands of books in your library, and whenever you go to bookstores, uh, you're walking away with a bundle of books. So for bookstores turning you away as one of their (laughs) best customers, that is disturbing. But this is an interesting and important point, is that churches... And businesses who are not obeying the law, they would be up for their own steep fines if they don't turn you away. Well, we can talk about each in turn. If a business turns away a good, say, whatever, 10, 20 percent, as you mentioned, I'm a pretty good customer. I would have spent heaps over the decades. So if they're going to turn me away, uh, you know, probably in a year or two, any fine they would have gotten from the state, uh, you know, would have been made up just by what I've spent. Uh, And if you turn away enough people, you'll probably lose more money than... Uh, any you might dish out in fines. But again, my point remains, if enough businesses came together and said, no, we're not going to do this, and maybe even you know a bit of civil disobedience, we will not pay these fines. It's an unjust law. Again, maybe uh, we could get the government to back down a bit. Uh, churches, well, the same, uh, but even more so there, uh, while they're not as such losing income, at least not from things being bought, but maybe their tithe and whatnot. Um, Well, it's the same. Who ultimately is our boss? Is it the secular state or is it God himself? And if God has told the church not to segregate in the obvious sense, you don't turn away, say, blacks or women. And here I think it's right. You don't turn away those with a different medical uh, choice. Uh, you know, there's a time where the state has to be told, sorry, we cannot comply. Uh, not long ago in America, civil rights movement, right? Christians telling the state, we cannot comply. We cannot put up with, you know, blacks go to the back of the bus or separate uh places to eat and drink and so on, they felt as part of the Christian conscience, they had to resist that. So a case could be made here as well, that even churches uh, really should decide who is the real Lord. Is it the state or is it God? Bill, we can reference those historic occurrences where churches have been faced with choice. 
How do we bring biblical truth to the fore when it comes to discrimination and segregation? Is there a biblical foundation on which not only individuals but churches and Christian business people ought to give some mind to when it comes to making decisions about these things? Well, as I say in my piece, there is a place for some segregation. It's not all wrong. Uh, Let's look at churches again. Um, In terms of opening your door on a Sunday morning, anyone should be able to come in, right? Christian, non-Christian, black, white, poor, rich, uh, healthy, not so healthy, vaxxed, unvaxxed. I would think, you know, there should be no segregation at all in terms of who you let in to hear the gospel being proclaimed. However, it's a different matter saying when you look at church membership, uh, you know, if you have your annual church board meeting or whatever, of course, it's open to the church members, those who are committed to the church, those who are hopefully under church discipline and so on. Uh, Even Paul in Corinthians talks about those who take the Lord's Supper uh, without being careful to examine their own lives first. So, in fact, I was just at a church, first time in a long time this Sunday, and they had the Lord's Supper, and they made that clear as well, quoting from that very verse. If you're not a Christian, uh, you know, uh, we probably advise you not to take the elements of the Lord's Supper. So when it comes to things like church membership, well, that is a kind of segregation. Sure, it's for Christians only. So there's right and wrong, good and bad segregation. And uh, But when it comes to who comes in to worship God, there I think, uh, you know, just blindly kind of following the dictates of the state, uh, that's a bit of a worry in my eyes. Dictates of the state, and it would be disturbing when you are a church-going Christian, uh, you recognize elements of the Great Commission, and then faced with the idea that because there are some regulations in place, you may not be able to even invite a friend to church. That's challenging. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. And we look at a kind of a third or in-between category, I suppose. You mentioned charities, op shops and the like. Right now, they too are being prevented from uh, bringing in unvaxxed. In fact, this week in Melbourne, there was a protest outside of one of these well-known Christian charities uh, simply because they were going along with this mandate, keeping others out who weren't vaxxed, whether Christian or non-Christian, you know, the most needy uh, of society. But this uh, ministry is considered to be a, a non-essential uh, business. And in fact, I've heard they have been turning away their own volunteers, presumably mainly Christian volunteers who for years and years came in and helped them Uh, they've been turned away as well by this well-known charity. So uh, interesting again, uh, coming in the name of Christ, coming to help others should be the heart of the gospel. And yet again, we have groups who are more than willing to side with the state and simply almost turn away from their own Christian principles. 
I wish I could say all the regulations for all the different states and territories around Australia about whether there are some exemptions for churches. I did hear of some exemptions, and I think I'm reflecting on New South Wales of recent times, but there is a certain sense, Bill, there needs to be perhaps some sympathy for churches or it could be those bookstores or those welfare charities uh, all being faced with very divisive decisions right now. I suspect we ought to keep them in our prayers and encourage them along a biblical line. Any thoughts from you on how you might approach those churches, charities, uh, even bookstores? Well, at the end of the day, I guess each one has to make up its own mind where it stands or what it's going to do. As I've said already, if enough of these got together and said, this is wrong, as Christians, we simply cannot comply. Well, in the end, people power coupled with prayer power makes a difference. How do we think we ended those unjust laws uh, of uh, segregation in America in the South? You know, civil rights movements like that were largely populated by Christians. Uh, So they were praying, there was people power, marches and protests, and that helped to finally end an unjust system. But here, again, it just seems most of these individually are too afraid or whatever to stand up and be counted, Uh, and they're just going along with things. Well, my advice would be join up with some others. Uh, Take a stand. Uh, Alone, we're not so powerful. We can't have so much influence. But with others, we really can make a difference. Well, I'll point people to your latest article called Should Churches and Christian Businesses Segregate? You'll be able to find that article at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, always good getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.